I will have this moment to say that I'm sad that we don't have a Julie Banco cast recording True. and we don't have a Beanie Feldstein cast recording. Yeah. And yeah. I feel specifically Beanie, but all, very much so Julie got gypped in that. And that was... I think... I think you know. um, Theater Nerd should start a Kickstarter for a, a Beanie Feldstein cast recording. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we'll Please. just get right in the middle of this drama. Hello and welcome to episode 49 of Theater Nerds. I'm your host, Rachel Jones. And I'm your other host, Taylor Reed. Theater Nerds is a podcast about our obsessions with theater, where we will explore all aspects of theater, musicals, and everything in between. This podcast is not set up to be a deep dive into technique or theater history, but we're hopeful that no matter if you're an enthusiast like us, or if you've only seen your Dry January group chats production of Moana Jr., you'll enjoy this podcast. So cue the orchestra and come nerd out with us. In case you guys didn't know, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. That's right. You can also leave us a star rating and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. To find out more about the Theater Nerd Cult, check us out at theaternerdpod.com or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Theater Nerd Pod and on Facebook at Theater Nerd Podcast. In today's episode, we're discussing our favorite cast albums of 2022. We're feeling 22. 2022. Well, hello, everyone. We're here. We're here. We're thriving. We're surviving. Um, I'm not sure we're thriving. Yeah, that's but we true. are that's indeed true. surviving. Time will, time will only tell if we are thriving. Time um, will only tell. We're right. on the second week of January, um, and we're still reflecting. Is what is what <laughs> is what we're really doing. <laughs> we are. We're still living in 2022 because we can't yeah. quite figure out how to write 2023 on our calendar yet. You know, it's funny you say that because the other day I literally was writing one you know four or whatever the date was and then I wrote 22 and I was like dang it <laughs> let me tell you that I you still know. write 2020 and when people yeah. say 2020 I'm thinking that there's still it's still this year even though right. I know that's also the year you know of the yeah. beginning of COVID-19 it's just like it's all one year it's one long 2020 Doesn't 2020 sound like like in shows like animated or like old shows when they were like the future where we all have like floating cars and like we don't eat or we eat like slurpees all day like that was 2020 or <laughs> when was wally and eva set at the i don't know wally eva <laughs> the movie wally was set in the 22nd century 20 2805 mm. yeah that's the 28 and yeah. avatar the first avatar is in that's like 856 Oh yeah. So. Well, um although I don't feel like twenty eight, that's eight hundred years from now. So I don't I, I don't think we'll be alive for Wally, unfortunately, to see Wally. Dang it. 
I know. I really liked Wally. What a bummer. I love Wally. Honestly, Wally that's a really good movie. Yeah, it is. It I is. know that has absolutely nothing to do with what we're talking about today. <laughs> right. Absolutely. You know, before nothing. we get into it officially, I do want to say um, that we, if you guys didn't notice, if you do follow us on social media, you guys should. Um, if you're listening to us for the first time, welcome. Go find us, uh, you Hello, know, as welcome. we said, at Theater Nerd Pod. Also, you can find us individually at RJ Singer, at The Tay Reed. Um, give us a follow if you'd like to you know see our lives but uh we are updating our episode art and our character of the week art we're doing some fun updates to see how see how it'll go um so let us know if you guys like the new designs just give us some comments or if you're like me and you're like i can't read it my (laughs) eyes don't work Rachel needs double bifocals to read it. I know. I'm like, it's so tiny. The Benjamin Franklin bifocals. You know, when you hit this side of your 20s, you're like, well. Of your 20s? (laughs) (laughs) The key word there is 20s. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. 20s is the new 50. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, is that what they say? What is 50 then? I'm, I'm sure I'm our listeners who are in their 50s, um, oh my they really don't. Don't DM really us if you're in your that. 50s. <laughs> they don't know what that means. You're right. You're right. No. <laughs> um, anyway, so today we are talking about our favorite cast albums of 2022. What a year. What a year for theater. What and I think, a year. I think it'll only get better, to be honest. Oh, when we first, when Taylor was like, we should talk about cast albums, I was like, okay, great. And then I was like, of just this year of just 2022 or of all time because right. of all time that's crazy and then yeah. i thought maybe there aren't even enough to discuss in 2022 and then i started a list and i was yeah overwhelmed by overwhelmed. how many yeah had come out in 2022 yeah and I do want to say we do reserve the right to talk about our favorite cast albums of all time. So just want to say, put that out there. If you, you know, in a year. We always reserve the right. Exactly. This is our show. We can do what we want. (laughs) That's our PSA for the day. I want to. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. It's, it's our show, so it's true. There was a lot of the, and I, I feel like we've gotten so many announcements in the past like two weeks about shows in 2023 too. So I think it'll be fun to look back. Maybe we'll make this a yearly thing, even um, to look back on the year and see what what albums we liked, we loved listening to. So yeah, yeah. And there but, were so many different types of albums. There was the so many, you know, yeah. Broadway recording, the West End recording, the off mm-hmm. Broadway recording, yeah. the studio production, the anniversary yeah. version, yeah. the uh, soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So the movie soundtrack. We had a lot. Yeah, yeah that's right. A lot. And we all know uh, next year my number one will be, of course, Bad Cinderella. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say Willy Wonka. So you know. Yeah, Wonka. Right. Right. That's true. Olivia Coleman coming in hot with the with the listen musical. Every day I go to sleep and I think soon it will be the time where Timothy Chalamet will take his rightful place as replacing Johnny Depp in literally every movie. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> um, I'm just waiting for that Bones and All stage adaption coming. <laughs> oh my gosh! Honestly, yeah, maybe I don't know. Does I still need to see, see that movie. I'm gonna do it. 
Uh, let us know. Take a shot every audience, time Rachel you, says that. If you have seen Bones and All. Uh, anyway, of course, we talked about in our last episode how unhinged we are. But this episode, we're keeping it on track. <laughs> um, so, Rachel, tell me, yep. cast albums. Um, yeah. What, what do you, in general, we'll talk in broad terms for a little bit. Like, what about cast albums do you love just in general? I mean, there's many things to love. We've talked about it a little bit before on the show. But what about cast albums do you love? I mean, there are so many things about cast albums I like. Mm-hmm. I think we we definitely mentioned this earlier when we were talking about one of our deep dives, and I can't remember which one. Mm-hmm. But it's really cool to be able to have kind of a, um, a, a audio photograph, essentially, uh, or yeah. audio artifact of what has happened in the past with a certain musical, mm-hmm. right? So... We talked about how there are multiple Into the Woods soundtracks, how there's multiple Gypsy soundtracks. Like, you know, there's the best of Broadway version of Gypsy. There's the, you know, all all of the different things. And I love mm-hmm. it because you get to hear what the, what different casts do mm-hmm. and also what the direction was and potentially the sounds, uh, the recording sounds of the time. Uh, and I find that mm. that's really cool. So it's kind of... Um, historical uh exciting piece but I also think the other thing that I like is that um you know I grew I unlike Taylor am unashamed about listening to the soundtrack before I see (laughs) a musical yeah I will most like like it's not that I'm ashamed it's not that I'm ashamed (laughs) I just want to put that out there you were saying that I was like wait 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 wait. I don't feel shame about it (laughs) Okay, well, he doesn't do it. Yeah, yeah. a um, lot of. A I would say like eight, nine, eight or nine times out of ten, I do not listen to the soundtrack before I see a show. But right. Meanwhile, I will search one person and then see all the shows that they've ever been in and start listening <laughs> from the top to the bottom, and yeah. then it will come up as a suggestion of like blah 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 was in this off Broadway version of something, and I'm like mm-hmm. great. Uh, and then I listened to it, and that's mm-hmm. how I came across a lot of things, mm-hmm. honestly. And I I love listening to a, a, a original Broadway recording or just a recording from a cast album in general. Yeah. I think I'm such a visual person that I think that listening to the album allows me to think about what's actually happening mm-hmm. and feel some of the things that are happening even without context of reading what the storyline is and then when I see the show or if I read the storyline or I watch a bootleg or whatever happens um you know I'm able to take so much more from it and I grew up I mean I grew up listening to cast albums and singing along to Mm -hmm. you know all all kinds of things I I literally still have the cd from the original Broadway version of Legally Blonde that I played over and over mm-hmm. and over again before I even saw the show. And my cousin was going to see the show with me and I was playing it on the CD player in our hotel room. And he said, we're going to see this show. Why are we listening yeah. to the music? And I was like, yeah, yeah. one more time. Yeah, I still have my Shrek the Musical cast album somewhere in my house. Yeah. I also remember <laughs> my sister and I going to see High School Musical 3 on opening day and we were singing the songs and this you know mom was sitting near us and was like, "You already know How these songs?" The and word? we were like, "Yeah, of course we do." <laughs> 
Get off our Listen, back. we know. Wasp. <laughs> you know? Um, oh, my God. But, yeah, I do want to clarify. It's not that I, I – I'm also a very visual person. Like, I'm – that's the reason why – I didn't like, mean to say that you no, weren't. No, 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 Yeah. It's but just I'll, that that's partly why. It is a very interesting thing. I've said this before, you know, like, when I first listened to Falsettos, the revival in 2016 or 15 or whatever it was. Uh, or maybe it was like 17 actually um I had trouble with it from the beginning I was like I don't I don't really know what's going on I was a little confused and then I saw a bootleg of it and I immediately fell in love with it and then I listened to the cast recording so there's something like that but also I remember like watching YouTube clips of like in the heights or like watching Tony performances Mm -hmm. and that gets me into the uh, the show too so it's not necessarily I have to go and see the show but it's just right. that that kind of yeah, gets yeah, me yeah. into the the world a little bit more. However, a lot of the stuff that I listened this past year in 2022, I have I have not seen live, but mm-hmm. um, I've just I've watched clips or I've enjoyed performances listening. that yeah, yeah just or just listening to it. So you got to get creative in these COVID times too. Well, I think what that's so funny how how different how you can have so many different experiences with cast mm-hmm. albums and that's partly yeah. why they're so cool. Yeah. Um. And yeah, there's just many ways that you can think about like the cast album can be a Holy grail for people who don't, who will never see a show and yeah. there is not a bootleg of that. I mean, mm-hmm. I have the vinyl of the original Broadway recording of Oklahoma. Why? I don't, I don't know. I've had it literally forever. <laughs> yeah. And it's downstairs and I play it frequently. And you know what? I will never see that cat. I will, there will mm-hmm. never be a recording of that cast. Yeah. And, and it's so different from the other cast recording, obviously mm-hmm. the revival, but just other style choices that we had mm-hmm. um, in between the original production and modern day. Yeah. And the revival. Yeah. And it's- so it's, it's, yeah, very very cool to be able to be proximate to something that you can't be anymore yeah it is cast albums are such a like time capsule of the moment mm-hmm. in time That's even thinking about it. like the company time uh the, i almost said time capsule the time company capsule. time capsule <laughs> the company cast album <laughs> um <laughs> and seeing clips of them recording they're all at least for the opening number they're all in this like giant room and they all have mic like instead of they're all in individual boots they're all in like this giant room and even seeing of course we may get into this the, the music band the most recent music band cast recording yeah they're all they all a lot of the songs they they recorded on the stage at the at mm-hmm. the uh, Broadway theater or the no 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 which one I'm sorry the um Winter Garden Winter theater? Garden the Winter Garden sorry mm-hmm. I got that mixed up oh it's good I had to I had to visualize where it is yeah. I knew it was where Beetlejuice was but I couldn't remember where Beetlejuice was so. yeah yeah don't worry Broadway the Broadway theater is where King Kong was right right yeah um. Speaking, Rachel's still bitter speaking that of, there's no King Kong. I'm so album. bitter. I yeah. speaking of times when you really need a cast album. Yeah, yeah. And I just think uh they just couldn't fit the King Pu- King Kong puppet into the recording studio. They just couldn't Listen, do it. So he doesn't sing. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
that's a missed opportunity. Spoiler right why not have the why not have the <laughs> gorilla sing? I mean, come on. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes, we love I also think um something to say about cast albums is and it's we kind of mentioned it too, is that it does allow people that may never get to see Broadway or never get to see the West End to have you know, mm-hmm. that glimpse of, and the Tonys do this to a certain extent as well, to have that glimpse of the theater world that they may never get a chance to see live in person, yeah. even if it does come to their city. I mean, it's not that what's great about original Broadway cast or, you know, off Broadway, which we'll talk about too. Those recordings are that specific cast and a lot of people don't get to see those casts. And For so- sure. It's really, again, like we said, a time capsule. A moment in time is the are these recordings. Yeah. And one thing before we talk about 2022 mm-hmm. specifically, kind of related to that, is the we we in our wicked episode, Deep Dive, which we can go back and to. <laughs> yeah. Um yep. our inaugural we episode. talked about yeah, yeah. We talked about how sometimes cast recording can be the challenge um, for both audience members and for performers mm-hmm. and specifically how we become so in tune and attuned to the people who originated those roles and had the cast recording come out that when someone does something different we're when they make a different choice or they have a different tone we think that it's wrong because we've listened to the cast album for so long and wicked is such a good example of this because the direction of the musical was so strict about how they were casting people and how they were directing the tour as well as the well even how they were specifically singing like yeah, you can't do like this riff. How they were right. allowed yeah. to sing. Yeah. You are not you weren't allowed to riff and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that has relaxed because they realized that audiences actually want to see the power that each actor and actress mm-hmm. has on the stage, not just listen to the recording or like have someone sing like you know, Kristen Chenoweth. Yeah, I think it but has think, relaxed and it hasn't. I think there's a certain well, extent that it hasn't, but yes. I mean, yeah. I don't think, I mean, well, we could, this is a, a complete aside about whether the <laughs> right. movie is going to change all of this or right. not. And, you know, how, how relaxed are they really? And is this like underlying racism because we have people who originated a role and their tone was a certain way and then we got used to it. Right. So like we could, that is not what we're talking about right now, <laughs> but it is something important to note. But the reason I say this is because I have, I have been around people who, love like absolutely love a show and have listened to it a bajillion times over and know everything about the show and then we see a touring production Mm -hmm. or the broadway version or gosh forbid a regional Mm -hmm. production of the show and it is not the same yeah and sometimes these people uh and i i'm you know i'm i'm sure i do this maybe not to this extent but they're so upset. They're like, it's not the same. I can't love it the same way. Yeah. And, you know, there's a pro and con there because would they have gone to see the show and participated in theater and been interested in cast albums if that cast album hadn't caught them and they haven't been, you know, in love with that that show. Mm. But the other thing is that we were... 
it's almost like we're waiting for something to sound perfect and yeah. and we're disappointed and when it doesn't sound like the recording instead of taking in what's actually happening right um and i'm sure this happens with all kinds of music i know that when people go to concerts they're like oh well, they're not a very good live singer but the thing with musicals is that you have to be a good live singer so it's, right. <laughs> it's right. not just that well, i think it also speaks to our like the when the when you record a cast album it's it's usually in the studio and then they probably yeah. tweak it to make it sound the best that it can of course and and then and the orchestra you have sounds something great. yeah and you have something in your head and then you go and all of that which kind of speaks to our i don't know maybe we maybe i don't know i think we should get into this one right away as far as the 2022 yeah, sure. cast album because i do, do know this is on rachel's yeah. list and i think kind of has to do with this discussion is yeah um six the musical which is a uh mm. show that we both enjoy i don't i don't believe yeah. either of us has, has seen it live um no. but it is a uh you know we've watched though. we've watched yeah. videos of it but um it yeah. is like a concert essentially it's not it is a show but it's mostly a concert of of uh the wives of henry the eighth telling their stories of being married to right. him <laughs> and yeah what's interesting about this cast recording came out on may 6th uh, of last year and what's super interesting about this recording is that it is the recording from their opening night live it's a live recording from post their opening COVID. Night. like post when they shut down for covid so in Oc- and wherever they opened in 2021 yes it was yeah. a yeah they're live yeah but the album recording. didn't come out until, until 2022 so yeah and then it won a tony for best score after that so <laughs> i it did yeah and so it's a that's a very interesting idea because i don't i don't know of any other show that has done that that has done a live recording yeah i don't yeah. R- live on an opening night like live yes. not just like live on the stage or like in concert you know mm-hmm. like we have with all speaking of lame is like we have with lame is Right. Right. Where it's the concert recording. What's so what's so fascinating about this verse? Well, about six in general. And and this highlights the cool parts of cast recordings. I was obsessed in 2018 when the studio recording of six came out. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is when it was going to the West end and on the in the West end. And before it even had mentioned that it was transferring to Broadway. And I had heard some things about how it was going to be on Broadway and, you know, how they had changed some of the things. And I, I just was like, I don't know if I'm going to like it. And then I listened to this album and it's, it's not on my top five for 2022. Right. It is so cool. And the things that they, they did, yeah, they added songs. The obviously the the cast is just freaking incredible. But it's Ugh. it's just so it's so it actually there are a lot of different choices. Part of this is because most of the actresses are American, but also right. it it's live. There are choices that they made with a room full of people that is so different than the choices that other people have made or they might have even made. Mm. when they're in a studio and I Mm -hmm. that's this is the cool part of like we get to have both right yeah and 
the recording you can also tell of course you can tell it's live because of the you can hear the audience a lot of the time which is really mm-hmm. fun and cool. like where they you know yell and cheer and scream it's so interesting because I've heard so many things about how different British audiences are versus American audiences so uh, I, I wonder yeah. what I wonder what the, what audiences are like for six in London versus um, New York but <laughs> um a good question yeah yeah it's a really fun album um it's interesting to me it sounds at least to my ear it sounds like they did go up and punch in certain songs like auto-tune some which I think Rachel and I've talked about before like just because we were texting when this album came out um mm-hmm. that uh that may be just also part of like the show like the essence of the show I guess Mm-hmm. as well because they're kind of trying to sa- trying to sound like pop pop stars yeah mm-hmm. yeah just very interesting yeah do you have a favorite song from this album um well moment? my favorite song from both albums are mm-hmm. almost uh, well I want a song that I find just it's so clever is the house of Holbein I I mm-hmm. love I know people don't like that song I I find it so great but specifically yeah. on this recording, I I don't I there's too many to choose from, but no way I think is my is mine. Yeah. No, 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 no. So good. So good. Yeah, that's although a great all line. of the ensemble numbers are great. True. Adriana yeah. Hicks saying that is amazing. I mean, the whole cast she of is. the Broadway cast is like insane. Um, it's like the most I think it's one of the most incredible group of casting in a long time but i always love my favorite song in the show is all you want to do um mm-hmm. which samantha polly sings who is just insane oh my gosh every time yeah. i hear her sing i'm like what she did these great during lockdown she did these great daily songs and she did oh, like pop songs cool. and theater songs i think you can go back either on her youtube or her instagram you can watch all of them and the last one she did she did all you want to do and she did a like karaoke version of it and it was really cool that's cool um so i love that one but also don't lose your head is just a fave so that's so good yeah andrea's so so good good. yeah Mm -hmm. all right what's another album that you loved from this year okay i have a top five and of those top five i have a number one and then outside of those top five, I have an honorable mention. <laughs> and then I have one that I completely forgot was made in yeah. 2022. Yep. yep. And it's, I, would not I put it on my list. I haven't listened to it. Yeah. I didn't necessarily rank mine. I just kind of made a list. I have maybe like one or two I absolutely love. But uh, yeah. yeah, it yeah, for sure. Okay. So let me tell you one of my top five. Um, and it's definitely not one of Taylor's top five. <laughs> and this is a soundtrack. And because we got so many movie musicals in 2022, and we're going to get so many more in 2023. True. Um, but 13 the Musical was on my top five. It's Guys, I'm, sh- so I'm shaking cute. my head it's for those so listeners at good. home. Nothing will ever be the original, <sighs> but for, yeah. for it to be reimagined and literally feeling like they're actually 13-year-olds playing this, like it was just... It was, I felt it was very well done. Although I am sad that they nixed some of the songs, although I understand that some of them might not have um, mm, stood the yeah. test of time. 
For listeners at home, Rachel really looks like she's wearing a Snuggie. <laughs> I know. I, I'll, just... I'll post the, some video. I'm freezing. And like every two and a half yeah. minutes, I like put my yeah. arms and back into so funny. my, yeah, yeah, yeah. my blanket. You look like a cheetah girl right now. Cheetahs, Cheetah. friends for life, amigos. Yeah, I forgot the yeah. word, the second word. It's all right. Yes, oh. 13, it wow. was not, I mean, I could 13. talk, you guys know, I could talk about that movie, you know. I typically, it's so funny, my family is like, you just like every movie, and I'm all, now I'm like, well, I didn't like 13, so. Well, I hated 13. <laughs> so that's the one movie now that I cite that I'm like, actually, I don't, I didn't really enjoy this one. But also, we've talked about it before, am I the demographic? But I do love the original cast recording, so there's that. But, that's because we were 13 when we yeah. listened to the original cast recording. True, true. That's it. That's this is it. And I think, you know, Taylor and I were definitely obviously live texting when we were watching this. And um, as we do all the time, that's also my love yeah. language. Just throwing that out there to any listeners. Is, is live, live texting? texting? <laughs> yeah. Live texting me through a show you're watching. Um, oh, I don't even I have that. to be watching it. Um, <laughs> anyway, but <laughs> this Taylor said something like they're just not enough angst. Yeah. And yeah. I hear you. I I'm hear saying. that. I am I'm angsty uh, as a 26 year old, but I'm probably nowhere near as angsty as I was when I was 13. But at the mm-hmm. same time, I don't think that this is not it's it's not angsty like Breakfast Club, and it wasn't yeah. it's not as angsty as it could have been. But I don't think it was lacking some of the angst. Like I still think there were. I don't think it was overly cheesy. Now yeah. Deborah Messing's wig needed some help. Deborah what Messing, period. Was that song her wig? Her? Oh my gosh, I just can't. Uh, Deborah. And, yeah, yeah. Deborah. Well, Ian, I, I mean, listen, I can still stand some angst because Olivia Rodrigo. I'm, I'm staying all day, but. Uh, <laughs> but she was, yeah. It's just different. It's different, yeah. and I hear you. I get mm-hmm. it. It felt like a you know, Nickelodeon movie version of 13. <laughs> it was the, it you know what it is? It's the Into the Woods uh, PG-13 version of Into the Woods. Yeah, yeah. I guess I don't mind. I, yeah, I do think they definitely, like, made that more mainstream. But I, do, I guess I don't mind it as much with that one. Because there's still I think- an essence there. I don't know. No, you need to go back no. and watch it. Rachel ah. disagrees. There's no essence. <sighs> Everyone watch 13 no... the Musical streaming now on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. live text me. Um, well, while we're here, let's talk about another Netflix movie musical that I think I also would okay. add to my list. Is this is this on your Yay! top five? I think it is, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. Of course. What do you mean? Is this, this is, of course, the recent, the recent Matilda movie musical. So good. Which oh. is in incredible i've recently as of recording this watched it again for a second time and it it's so i I enjoyed it the first time i think i liked it more the second time so it's It's, so good it's so good y'all it's so good like i although uh, i will say i just really wish birdie carville played miss trunchbull i just i think that that's fair that's fair yeah you know how I feel about original. This is, you know, this is my soapbox. Just here I am getting on it real quick. Yeah, we love soapboxes. You know soap boxes how here. I feel 
about original Broadway casts being cast as the uh, movie version. I I stand yeah. that. I feel it should happen. If it should only not happen as a last resort. That's how I feel. But I also understand that movies are a business that I know very little about and they're not the same <laughs> business as uh, musicals. Yeah. And so sometimes, uh, you know, you have to change it up. Mm, and true. I would say, you know, I'm going back a little on my, I'm, I'm stepping off my soapbox, but I'm not sure every musical person would want to be in a film version mm. of the musical. Of oh every every theater actor would want to be in a movie version yeah. is what you're saying okay yeah I mm-hmm. was tracking you and then my brain was like Wait, is this what she meant yeah no I know it's okay no. yeah yes, I just the smell of Birdie Carville smell of rebellion is so good and oh it's so good um not that but Emma you know, was Tom's... way better than I thought true true it was way better than I thought oh. mm-hmm. yeah what's your favorite song from this album do you have a favorite song. You go first. Oh, I'll go first. Okay. Um, I, as you know, you guys know from our Matilda deep dive, "Quiet" is all is my favorite song of the show. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, but from this version, I really love um, "My House." I love uh, Lashana Lynch. I love oh, Lashana Lynch. Lynch as Miss Honey. Did you know? Did I say this before? It was originally supposed to be Emma Stone in that role. She was offered the role before and then i know um no thank you no thank you i know it's kind of crazy i like emma stone as an actress i just don't feel she needs to be a singer i think she's i mean while then i think she has a good voice i just don't i think she has the look Mm. of miss honey but i think lashana lynch played her so incredibly like it's it's just perfect casting like she's so perfect her and Alicia Ware are so perfect in that movie oh so good yeah so my house is my favorite what about you um of this version Mm -hmm. I actually think the school song is one of my favorites they just it's partly this is the thing where maybe if I had listened to the album before I watched the movie I -hmm. would have thought I might not have thought that, but then I watched this song and they just did such a good job staging it so when good. I know how they staged it on the stage. And it, I didn't know how the heck they were going to do that in the movie. Mm-hmm. And they did such a good job portraying it and finding letters and making it feel like it wasn't overly, you know, mm-hmm. campy. They really but, explain it well, too. Like, it makes sense. It, it's yeah, not like, wait, yeah. what are they doing? It's like, yeah. And it truly yeah. feels like a bunch of kids, like, teaching other kids how this whole thing works, how this whole yeah. shebang is going to go. Yeah. But I will say Miracle was so great. Yeah. They did such a good job. It's it was so good. camp, but it was yeah. so great. Amazing. The colors, it was amazing. Yeah. It set a yeah. tone, for sure. Watch this movie, everyone. <laughs> yes, watch go watch movie. it. Number seven on Netflix right now. Still, Still in the top ten. So we love it. That. Wa- it reached number two, which is ginormous. Yes, it is crazy. At least in the U.S. because we only see U.S. Yes. numbers. But sorry, yes. Um, R.I.P. to our England listeners. They still. It's not on. Have you heard this controversy? It's it's not going to be what? on the British English Netflix and for like another couple weeks. Why? 
I don't know. Some like deal they made. It's like oh, it like only went to theaters in England for like two for like a month, mm. and then it went to Netflix everywhere else on Christmas, and then it, but it didn't go to Netflix on Christmas in England. I don't know. Um, so weird because I, I saw Tim mention you. Tim mentioned, I like, will stream it, it and record it and send it to yeah. you individually mm-hmm. as an audio and video recording. You didn't I don't condone Rachel's piracy, but if you want to do <laughs> it, <now. laughs> but if you need to let me know, yeah, yeah. let me let, know. Let her know. Let her know. Um, some quick ones I just want to rapid fire through because I do want to get because Rachel and I have a lot of similar ones too. Um, yeah. Flying Over Sunset was a cast album that I really enjoyed this year, um, which may be surprising to a lot of people because that show did I'm not surprised. last very long. <laughs> I'm also surprised it made it made your list. I mean, yeah. I'm not that shocked, but say more about why it's on your list. You know. Um, first of all, Tom Kitt is just a genius, and um, he does the music here. Um, James Lapine does the book, and you get some of the book throughout the the score, which is really fun. And then Carmen Cusack yeah. is so great. Um, I love the title song, Flying Over Sunset. It's my, it's my favorite mm-hmm. song in the mm-hmm. show. Um, I did have a friend actually go and see this, and I DM'd him, and he's like, how was it? And he was like, it wasn't that good. <laughs> And so, that's why you know. it closed. And, and yes, here's it is a musical uh, fictional yeah. account of uh, three actors um, who all used LSD at the same time. So uh, maybe take well, some LSD while you're listening to the cast album. I don't know. Um, I will I say wanna... shout out to Tony Yazbek, whom I love, yeah, who's in this cast. True. We do yeah. love Tony Yazbek playing. Oh, um, I Harry love him Grant. so much. Yeah. Uh, I do want to shout out the best musical winner of this year, A Strange Loop, which has yes. some great songs. I actually it has amazing songs. Yeah, some amazing songs. I fell in love more watching um the Tiny Desk um performance, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. we'll link in the show notes. And then I started mm-hmm. listening to the cast album, and it is wonderful. And Michael R. Jackson, I'm excited. I think he's gonna produce another show soon. I saw something about that. He's like yeah. writing another show. Um, but and, it's just such a such a you know interesting concept and really and Jaquel Spivey, of course, is amazing. Yeah. And they did a great if it watch the Tiny Desk concert and then we'll also link to the Tony performance. Mm-hmm. And I know there was lots of like, why did they choose that song and not other songs and you know, whatever, but I felt they did such a good job. I actually yeah. felt it was so good and yeah, I really like it. And I, wa- I kind of, I watch mm-hmm. that frequently because I felt like yeah. they did a great job. Yeah. Uh, I hope this clo- this show is closing soon on Broadway, um, sadly, yeah. on the 15th of this month. Yeah. And so we hope we get a tour of it soon. I think it, I believe it is supposed to go on tour, but I hope it comes near us and near your, all your cities as well. Pulitzer Prize yeah. winning, kind of crazy. Which is crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's super exciting. Okay, 42nd Street. They Whoa. did not make my top five. <laughs> um, there was a studio version of Jesus Christ Superstar that also did not make my top five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Saturday Night came out this Such past year. Such a great one, yeah. And I've only listened to like three of the songs. R.I.P. Yeah. that. Well, Sorry. Shoshana Bean, we stay in her, so. Yes, 
Um, Mrs. Doubtfire, I have listened to yeah. this soundtrack all the way through. It did not make my list, but it was better than I had anticipated. Mm-hmm. I do love Rob McClure, so that really is helpful. Um, True. The Visitor, I did not listen to this album at all. My bad. I did not either. Trevor, the off-Broadway version, I have listened to. I mm-hmm. like it. It's pretty good, mm-hmm. um, but didn't make my list. MJ, the musical, I'm so sorry. I have not listened to that. Um, <laughs> I've heard everyone that I've heard has seen it says it's great. I but know, I don't I, know. I don't know how to feel about it. Listen to another Tony's uh-uh. recap of it I this know. summer. I just <laughs> speaking of yeah. jukebox musicals, yeah. uh, a beautiful noise, the Neil Diamond musical. I also haven't listened to, but that album came out this year. Um, and then one Ooh. more, I know one more that didn't make it, but I totally have listened. But I prefer the West End version better. I think uh, is Anne Juliet. And Juliet, which made my list of my non You talk about list. it. <laughs> yeah. I really just enjoyed I first of all, I think the concept of the show is super interesting for those that don't know. This show opened in the West End um in like twenty nineteen, right? It was or twenty mm-hmm. twenty. I believe so. Yeah, I something look. like I'll that. Look really quick. Yeah. And um it transferred to Broadway, opened um, this past fall on Broadway, and um, it's a, basically about if um, Shakespeare had not killed off Juliet in Romeo and Juliet, and if she had lived. Um, and um, they basically take pop songs that Max Martin, the producer, pop songwriter, producer, wrote, so it's songs from um, Britney Spears, Jesse J, Britney Spears, Backstreet Boys, Backstreet Boys Demi Lovato, Katy Perry, yeah, Justin Timberlake, all these songs, and they put them to the so story. So it is, it is a jukebox musical. Um, yeah, you know, but it's just the story is super interesting, and I love the way they use these songs. It's very um, Moulin Rouge esque as far as like mm-hmm. taking these songs mm-hmm. and then putting them to a story, rather than or and or I mm-hmm. guess like Mamma Mia a little bit. And well, what I like about this, what I like about Anne Julia in general as a jukebox musical yeah. is that it's the it's. Um, one composer and one um producer but Mm -hmm. the for the songs but it's not all one artist right and i like that a lot because you're Mm -hmm. you have a lot more range of style it's also not you know some things are pretty funny because you imagine britney spears singing them and then all of a sudden one of these characters from romeo and juliet is singing that and that's Mm -hmm. funny and cool uh, but it's not the whole time you're not thinking, oh, this is Britney Spears. By the way, what are they going to do when Britney Spears' musical is on Broadway? But anyway. I don't know. Apparently it's coming. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I just, I think I think that it's it's a cooler version, which that sounds bad, of a jukebox musical than mm. others. It's a more out-of-the-box thinking, yeah, yeah, version of it. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite song from this is... I like um, Baby One More Time. Hit me, baby, one more time. Um, because so um, I believe it's that one. 
Is that that's the one where she's like, my loneliness is killing. That's one maybe one hit me baby one more time, right? The reason, the reason why I got into listening to this is because I'd, I'd I'd get ads on YouTube for Anne Juliet, and it would always start with the Juliet singing my loneliness, and she's like looking at the dagger, and I'm like, oh, I want to listen to this, and then I started listening to it, and that, and I just love that song. So the way she sings it is so great. My favorite song from the musical is the first song, Larger Than Life. Yes. Such a good one. It, it seems is. like a party of a show, and I think that is super fun. Yeah, that's lasts. a good way to say it. A yes. party. A party. And a Shakespearean Juliet. pop party. <laughs> Shakespearean pop party, exactly. We, why aren't we the marketing <laughs> team? Come on. I mean, we would kill it. <laughs> True. Um, what are some others on you? What are some others on your top five, Rachel? Okay. I have Three more on my top five and one honorable mention. Love um, it. The next on my top five is um, is the Music Man. Is the music? What do you what do you talk? What do you talk? <laughs> so this is <laughs> of course the famous revival that is closing in like couple <laughs> like a week, right? <laughs> Yeah. Uh yeah, next week. Well, actually when this yeah. comes out, I don't know. That's hard for me to think That's about. That's true. Yeah. We'll talk about the music man. What did you love about it? Well, this is one you of the times when I got I got to see it. Yeah. So that that helped me really like it. I also think mm-hmm. expectations here were what was helpful. So obviously mm-hmm. I adore Sutton Foster and her voice. And so I wasn't worried about what that was going to sound like in the studio or on this, Mm -hmm. this cast recording, but you know, you Jackman, I didn't love him in the greatest showman. We've talked at length last week (laughs) about how I might or might not have enjoyed some of his singing and lame. He bet my big L (laughs) (laughs) of lame is. So I was a little concerned, but it is so good. And when I saw it, on stage there were songs that I did not ever want to listen to or did not like and I Mm -hmm. saw them staged and I felt they were so good and they're the songs I listened to on this cast album and I that's one of the cool things where you can realize that you like a song and you didn't before Mm. yeah which would be what are those songs for you Mary and the Librarian for sure is definitely one of them and I always 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 love the first song rock island yeah. like i just i i don't i just can't i just love that song we Do all know, know my you, thoughts about like the music man well we all right. know my thoughts yeah. about music man in general it's not one of my favorite shows i think i probably mm-hmm. would have enjoyed this version of it because rachel did tell me about it um <laughs> although we all know my thoughts about he jacked me too so maybe not <laughs> it's a it's a perfect storm for taylor reed um but i did enjoy listening to this recording i love i actually really enjoy you got trouble as a song i think that song is really Mm. fun and would be Mm. really fun to sing as a performer i could tell i can tell like any anytime i've seen the show or i've watched or listened to people do it it is it seems like a very like fun song to do um, but any song Sutton Foster sings is just a joy to listen to. So I love My Agreed. White Knight. I love um, 
Till there was you. Good. Oh, so pretty. Good night, my someone. Yeah, good night, my someone. So good. Oh. So good. Honestly, um, good night, my someone is such a good song. That's slaps. Yeah. yeah. So the next. What else two, is on your list, Tay? Well, the next two. Listen, I think what the honorable. Maybe we'll mention the honorable mention here because I think the next two, okay. which are your top two, are the same as mine. And okay. I think we mm-hmm. we just kind of slowly, slyly mentioned that the Funny Girl album came out this year. Uh, I completely forgot. I literally told Taylor yeah. this was amazing. I, I was, was like, like Rachel, the Funny Girl so album. so much great in store. Yeah. And like the Funny Girl album, and Taylor was like, that came out already. I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. Rachel was like, it's coming out this year. I was like, it already came out. Like, yeah. And again, and we, we just, we reiterate on this podcast that we feel so bad for Beanie and yeah. we, but Leah Michelle, I, I think I may have said this before on the show, but one of my friends, well, friend is an overstatement, I guess. And one of my coworkers, old coworkers, after they said this, yeah, you're burned. <laughs> Um, <laughs> she yeah, was perfect. like, I think Lee Michelle has one of the best voices of this of her generation, and I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I think Lee Michelle has a great voice, but like better than like, I don't know. And then I tried to think of an example, and it was kind of hard to do in the moment. But I looked up like actors of her because Lee Michelle's what like thirty five, I think. Yeah, I just feel like there are so many other people. I thought she was older than 35, 36. by the way. She's 36. Hmm. Ooh, yeah. old. On the other side of her 30s. She also cannot read our graphics and needs binoculars. I don't know about that. Uh, no, well, she can't read, so it's fine. Whatever. Um, we're not We're not falling into that propaganda, Rachel. We're not... <laughs> Uh, oh my gosh, I'm crying at <laughs> yeah. myself. But, but I, listen, this I show is saving Broadway right now. There's so many. The show, the show is like all on its own, like saving Broadway in its whole. This and our probably number one show is like our like saving Broadway and like putting seats, you know, bringing people to the people seats. So seats. what are we to Not talk? Who knows? Yeah. Well, I I mean. Uh, yeah, we have there's so yeah. many things to mention yeah. about this whole situation. Um, mm-hmm. but I did not listen to the, the cast recording. And I will have this moment to say that I'm sad that we don't have a Julie Banco cast recording True. and we don't have a Beanie Feldstein cast recording. Yeah. And yeah. I feel specifically Beanie, but all uh, very much so Julie got gypped in that. And that was I think. I think you know. um, Theater Nerd should start a Kickstarter for a, a Beanie Feldstein cast recording. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we'll Please. just get right in the middle of this drama. Yeah, yeah. This Beanie, is giving major, on. major... Okay, wait, hear me out real quick. Ready? Things I haven't said out loud yet. Ready? Smash the revival. But it's a docu-series yeah. about <laughs> Beanie and Leah Michelle with funny girl it's a little too close it's like i feel like it would like they would try and make it like this new glee doc that's coming out that like doesn't look good like it needs to be a highbrow 
Like, it actually, what it needs to be is, like, a Ryan HBO. Murphy series. His, like, <laughs> feud series in, like, 30 years. Like, a feud between Beanie. Because he's worked with Beanie and he's worked with Lee and Michelle. He's Beanie on American uh, Ryan Story. Ryan spilled the secrets! And, yeah, and then Lee, Michelle, and Glee, of course. So, that would be his, like, feud. It would be Lee and Michelle versus... Okay. And really, Another Lee and Michelle versus, process. like, Naya Rivera and versus... <laughs> but, Versus Here's what I'm wondering. Thing. Could Ryan, in a time capsule, in like an actual time capsule, put the secrets in the ground and then in 20 years we open it? Love and it. we know what's happening. And Maybe then we can make a musical about that. <laughs> no, I need this musical in my lifetime. Right, right. And right. you know what music? Right. This is the best layer to this that I've never... I'm just so unhinged in this what? moment. You know, you can decide where you're going to keep this. The music that should be a part of the mu- the, the musical is Taylor Swift. I've decided. Whoa. Whoa. Wow. Bad blood? I'm just saying. <laughs> it can be called blood, bad blood. The musical. Like yeah. bad Cinderella. <laughs> like, bad, like, bad, like bad Cinderella. <laughs> just every musical from now on is going to have bad in front of it. Oh, my God. Uh, okay. Um, okay. What's so our top as two, we, okay? Yeah. Our top two. Um, my, my actually... Actually, these are maybe like tied for number one for me, but the album that yeah. maybe most surprised me of the year would be my number, I guess my number two, but I, I did listen to it a lot, is the Assassins Off-Broadway yeah. recording, um, yeah. which is so, oh my gosh, what it's an incredible so recording, what an incredible cast, tell them, of course. Taylor, tell them what Assassins yeah. is about. Before we talk so, about. oh yeah. So this is the New York City Center. Oh no, this is the classic stage company revival because it was at New York City Center on course and then it went to classic stage company off Broadway. Um, but Assassins is about is a Stephen Sondheim musical about the either um people individuals who did assassinate a president or who attempted to assassinate a president, and it's all about their attempts or and or you know actual um assassinating presidents and it's all about getting in the heads and the minds of assassins and it's super it's interesting so good it's yeah. so good it sounds really dark and it is dark in some points but it's just such a good show and yeah um the cast for this revival Stephen pascal will swenson shout out neil diamond musical again um, Brandon, <laughs> Brandon Uranowitz, Wesley Taylor, um, Judy Kahn, Adam Chandler Barrett, and then our fave, of course, Ethan Slater. Yay! Ethan Slater, Ethan Slater as the narrator. He's so good. Um, and this album, truly, truly, I actually have tried to listen to Assassins and I just couldn't get into it. And I think it was this cast that got me into it because I love almost every person in this cast. They're so good. Um, do you have a fave song from the show? Oh, uh, you go first. I know you do. <laughs> I do. I well, first of all, I love the um ballad of Booth, the first it's either the first mm-hmm. or the second song. It's the second um, song. Oh, yeah, that's right. It is the second song. And um that's just such a it's such an interesting song i also love steven pascal in the role so good um but I also love- i love i do love the opening too everybody's everybody's got the right is such a there's so many yeah. great lyrics in that song 
I mean, Sondheim, of and course. And it's revived so. at the end. We know we love a reprise. Yes, we love a reprise. But also, like, Unworthy of Your Love is so good. And ugh, yeah. there's so many great songs. It's There are 11 songs in this musical. Mm-hmm. And yeah. every single one of them is amazing. Is a, is a banger. Yeah. And it's just... I, you... Hold on. I'm going to save that thought until after I've named my favorite song. My favorite song is... Um, another national anthem i really love that mm-hmm. song and i find Great that song killer yeah. so you think about well, this well, i know but <laughs> you think about this com- composition and dialogue and storyline and you compare it with what our number one cast album is and you think how in the world did this, did this person mean- make these two amazing and so different uh shows and what's so funny is this like i said this show is 11 songs Mm. our next i want to know how many our next show is i i already know i think it's 25 and that's excluding one song that sometime is added Mm -hmm. so that's 25 songs compared to 11 yeah i'm just saying crazy crazy rachel tell them what our number one is then into the woods into the woods (laughs) uh this guy again this show and unfortunately also funny girl but this show did (laughs) save i i truly believe this kind of saved broadway almost every best theater of the year list that i saw number one was into the woods yeah it was into the woods this cast and this it's this ensemble is so incredible yeah yeah it's such i mean such the cast a, and yeah. the replacements have yeah. been stacked and the staging stacked. and everything yeah yeah amazing i know it is closing soon also oh i forgot to mention music man is closing on the 15th of this month so there's that oh <laughs> yeah i knew right. it was but this week when the recording comes out or this into the woods will have closed yesterday as of this releasing Um, so r.i.p but it is going on tour on sundays i just saw that someone posted that it it will be going to nashville (gasps) one of the actors posted that it will be going no i wait i didn't see it on an official website but i saw one of the actors say that it's gonna stop in nashville so i just want to say that no, nope. it's not an official. I will posting. cry. I'm looking it up. It's happening uh, right now. Yeah, in real time. Yeah. So this show, I do want to say, like this year and 2022 and 2023, do kind of feel like the years of Sondheim. We've gotten a lot of Sondheim content in the past couple of years since his passing, but also before. But um, of course, the company. I do want to shout out company. Like, where's that company revival cast recording? Come on. It was last um, year. No, but. I, I know, but where's the? We never got one. We never got one with Katrina Katrina Link. Mm. I'm just saying, and and Matt Doyle. We never got Matt Doyle in the cast recording. Uh, I know, but that's company. Because we have the we, London version. There is a London version. That's the same. But he wasn't Jonathan Bailey's in the London version, which mm-hmm. is great. 
Um, but we had company. We had, of course, Into the Woods. We're getting a Sweeney Todd revival, and then we're getting Merrily We Roll Along on Broadway in the fall. So I, it's just I am excited to see what other Sondheim content we will we will do in in the coming years. Of course, we had but, West Side Story last last us forget yeah. in 2021. True. True. Yeah, so this, again, there's really, I mean, we I, we have praised this revival. Go listen to our deep dive of Into the Woods um, that came out back in August. Um, but we've I've praised this revival ever since they announced it. And I'm so glad they did a cast recording. I'm just so glad. So Me glad. Too. It's so good. It yeah. is truly so good. What do, you, what, what do you love and then what's your fave? Oh, my gosh. I mean... I, I think I've mentioned this to Taylor, but one of my favorite parts about this specific Into the Woods cast recording is that I can listen to every song and not skip any. Mm-hmm. And part of this is the sound mixing, not going to lie. Like older versions of this sound mi- mixing is not the best. And so I have to like turn my Yikes. volume up or down. Yeah, burn. But this is so good. Mm. <laughs> And I, I feel like Ever After obviously is always my favorite song. Um, but in this, I love, I love uh, Patina Miller. She's just so good. So good. The yeah. um, uh, Stay With Me, I had to Ugh. listen to it yeah. like twice because I yeah. sobbed through the first time. And then, of course, I, I love um, It Takes Two. So good. Brian Darcy James, yeah. Sarah Bareilles is such a Sarah Bareilles and Philip Assou are my two standouts from this cast recording. I could listen to Philip Assou. Gavin anything. Creel. Oh, and Gavin Creel. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I also love the guy who played Cole Thompson, who plays Jack, is so good. Yeah, um, he's good. But for me, of course, listeners know, uh, "Moment in the Woods" is my favorite song in the show, mm-hmm. and Sarah Bareilles does mm-hmm. not disappoint. She's so beautiful. Her her voice is like. I think I saw a comment somewhere on YouTube saying like that because she's a singer songwriter, she takes these and not an actor first. She takes this approach singing these songs as a singer first. And it sounds like her choices are so specific and so very Mm -hmm. different than maybe an actor would do that like an actor first. Mm -hmm. And so she sings the song as a singer first. And it's very interesting to to hear that she's just and her her voice is like caramel really it's so good uh i love it yeah um oh, she's beautiful but agony super fun joshua henry gotta shout out joshua henry so love fun that. joshua yeah. henry always an mvp and gavin krill uh, once again truly truly oh my goodness well there were so many great cast albums this year if we I missed for- any did we miss any i forgot like, to mention shout out? Yeah, I forgot to oh, mention okay. my yeah. my honorable mention. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought Funny Girl was. Which we don't need mention. to talk much much about. Hello, am I okay? <laughs> what time is it? What day is it? I know I'm falling asleep at the microphone. <laughs> um, so one of my honorable mentions because I was like, I'm sorry, we're taking this movie and we're doing what? We're doing what with it? Um, and now it's coming to Broadway, which is exciting. And also, yes. I'm unsure how that's going to work. <laughs> but it's Back to the Future. That's oh, yes. The London yes. cast recording. Right. It's actually way better than I thought. And yeah. I, my MVP of the entire soundtrack, uh, which sounds bad, is 
uh, that there's an entire, there are more than one just orchestration songs. And I feel we don't get mm. that a lot yeah. during musicals. Yeah. And, and overtures are kind of done cool. with too. Yeah. I know. R.I.P. Although, I know. Some of ours that we that we did mention do have overtures. True. So that's good for us. Some revivals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, do you want to mention on my Spotify wrapped this year, want to shout out um, Next to Normal, <laughs> Hades Town, uh, Spring Awakening, Shrek, and Freaky Friday, Heather's. These were all Adam's family. These were all on my Spotify wrapped this year. So just wanna, I'm proud of you. Just want to shout out <laughs> those those cast okay. albums as well. <laughs> Very proud. Yeah, cast uh, albums don't just live in the year that they you know are released. So. They they live forever. As my cat's vinyl. cast album knows. Yes. Which I also have on vinyl. So can't escape me. Nope. Cat's original That's Broadway right. recording. As it's tried to many times. <laughs> oh, Rachel, thank you for having this cast album discussion 2022. Thank you. Yes. We did, it. 2022. We, we, we did do it. What a year for musicals, honestly. Yeah, I've never true. been more thrilled to be a musical theater nerd. Let's get some more live recordings. <laughs> Let's release the video of the um <laughs> online like of the um opening night to go along with the cast recording for six let's do a pro shot the 2023 needs to be the year of just unexpectedly releasing the year of pro shots that's what i want yeah so yeah i see that my goal (laughs) person my personal goal (laughs) i hope i get to get to make that All right, Rachel, let's talk about character of the week. Let's do it. Let's do it. This is a segment where I dress up like a cheetah <laughs> for listeners no. at home. Um, yeah. yeah, for listeners at home, once again, in my Snuggie. So uh, this is a segment where teach Taylor and I... Teach, you, teach me how to Snuggie. <laughs> unhinged, unhinged. Are Sorry. we okay? Okay. This is the segment where mm-hmm. Taylor and I pick a theater character that we're feeling like for this week. So we think, how are we feeling? What are we mm-hmm. up to? What have we yeah. been doing? That's What's right. our vibe? And then we pick a theater character that has similar vibes, thoughts, or experiences. That's right. We would also love to hear your thoughts about 2022 cast albums, hear your character of the week. So comment on our social media pages. Tell us who you are this week, and you may get a shout out on a future episode. Rachel, tell me who is your character of the week? Yes. So I'm disclosing something um, live here on CNN. No, Um, (laughs) I'm disclosing that... We've had to record this episode twice, just That's like true. we had to record Russell Crowe's Ghost twice. Um, yep. So I shall say nothing ill of this person who I think is haunting us, but I'm feeling very haunted. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling like, you know, someone is manipulating things. I'm feeling mm. like the vibes are just wrong. And that reminds me of a place. Uh, that also has similar things and like it just it needed to be cleaned out and the spirits needed to be gone and that's the opera house 
from Phantom of the Opera. So I'm the opera house <laughs> this week. Oh my goodness. I love it so much. You are you're being oh you're gosh. being haunted, apparently. We're being punked, but Ashton yeah. Kutcher was not an option and Dak for Shepherd. a theater character. Dak Shepard was not punked. Did you know this? Yeah. 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 Oh my goodness, so um, funny. Who I are you that. this week, Taylor? So, Who's yeah, I've been feeling a little like the past couple of days I've had work off and we're also starting a new year. So I'm feeling, yeah. this person's a little hopeful. And, you know, I was Katie Heron last week, all bright-eyed yeah. coming back from Africa. And this week I, uh, but I'm also kind of feeling tired and a little like cooped up in my room for a long time just kind of you know lazy having to re-record these around, episodes. having to re-record these episodes exactly <laughs> and this person has definitely stayed up in her tower for a very long time <gasps> but she's super hopeful oh. to get out for the rest of the year with no re-recordings and that is princess <laughs> fiona from shrek the musical <laughs> all i'm it. saying is i would love a, a shrek and fiona podcast Oh, like if they did a podcast wow. together, that would be so fun. I love that. I love like that. Like maybe just a I'm Brian Doshi James and Sutton Foster as Shrek and Fiona podcast. And sometimes they invite Lord Farquaad on just yeah. as a special guest. Yeah. Yeah. But they I have like to it. censor him a lot. So. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Constantly. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, if you guys would like to join in on our discussion on our characters of the week or 2022 cast albums, check us out at theaternerdpod.com or you can also find us on the gram, the Instagram, and the Twitters at theaternerdpod and on Facebook at theaternerdpodcast. Thank you all for joining us and we'll see you next week. There's a princess in a tower. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's just like me. Bum, 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 bum. I was like, what do I do for an opera? <laughs> yeah, what am I for the opera? Yeah.